And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hulk. Man, I'm excited. I'm really, really... I'm. I'm I'm pumped about this one, Sleep. I'm ready to go. Big Hawk's been up since 4.30, flying back to Kentucky. We're a day off of uh, Valentine's Day here. We're going to get into that. We got heels uh, one, two straight. We got Pitt tomorrow, tonight, if you're listening. We got Virginia Tech Saturday on the road. Uh, one game ago, we're on the bubble. Uh, now we're one game out of first place in ACC. We'll try to figure out how the fuck that works. Super Bowl happened. All kinds of stuff to get into there. Halftime show. Ain't nobody talking about that. 112 million people, Big Hulk, watched the Super Bowl. Uh, James Harden got traded for Ben Simmons in one of the weirdest trades in recent memory. Um, and there's a new book about Coach K. We might talk about that. We might not. Uh, don't really know what we'll get into. But what'd you do for Valentine's Day, Big Hawk? Well, I was with the family. I was in Kentucky. Uh, fact checker was in Cali. Um, and, you know, the only thing I did was I was going to send flowers and then she's coming to town uh, later this week and we kind of go out for a nice dinner or whatever. But the flower company uh, said my flowers were undeliverable and said, we'll deliver them tomorrow. And uh, Big Hawk <laughs> didn't like that. And of course, whenever these issues uh, come about, you can never get anybody on the phone uh, because there's an automated. A machine that handles everything now and getting to a representative would be um, like trying to find a lottery ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sleep it was not great. And I'm still trying to get a full refund. My flowers might be delivered today. And uh, (laughs) I think that's going to be even a worse look. And I'm sure, dude, you probably ordered them some bitches about three weeks ago, man. I know you. You were way ahead Mm -hmm. of it. I know. I know they had plenty of time to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, Because Big Hawk doesn't wait till the last minute for anything. This guy always has a plan. Nope. Nope. Uh, Have you seen the Tinder Swindler yet? No, I haven't. I've heard about it. I've heard about it. I saw a meme yesterday that said uh, that it was like that guy, supposedly a tweet from him or something, and it said... um, you know, it was like one of those messages with his picture at the bottom, and it said, "Her, why didn't you make dinner plans?" And it just said, "Me, my enemies must have canceled them." <laughs> um, I haven't seen it yet either, but apparently the dude like just gets all these women to give him a whole bunch of money and then just bails on it. Which I don't know. Um, I don't know how you get. Into, I don't know how you get roped into that one. Old sleep dog man. We went out to uh, high society man. We went out to dinner last night, and um, dude, we just hammered down food until uh came home went to sleep and uh, about 30 seconds into an episode of unsolved mysteries but yeah it's always interesting to me the people watching one of the things that mm-hmm. sleep hawk nation doesn't really know about old big hawk and sleep dog is we love going people watching mm-hmm. and uh man there was some good people watching last night and it was funny because i sat there and this is a nice restaurant in raleigh this is where we're actually uh gonna get married later this year and um i'm sitting around and i'm thinking man all these people just look like it looks like dudes that are trying too hard. And um, guess what that makes me, you know? Just the dude that's trying too hard. But I was right there in the mix of the food was fantastic. It was like nine-course meal. And it, it was one of these, like, culinary experiences. So, like, when they start out, you're like, um, you're like, dude, I ain't never gonna, this ain't never going to be enough food. You know, because you're starving and they bring you, like, a little tiny-ass, uh, I mean, it, can't even, it doesn't qualify as a bite. It looks like a little dog treat. But it's all colorful and got fly. And then, man, they just keep coming and coming and coming. And somehow you leave that place. A little tequila helped. And, um, dude, it was great. It was fantastic. One thing you didn't have is crab cakes. We should have uh, called old Jimmy and got some uh, 
Got some cakes sent down to us, man, from uh, Jimmy's famous seafood up there in Baltimore. Yeah, it would have been farthest from the dog, a dog treat. That that big old piece of meat would have taken up the whole looks plate. Like, thing looks and like third base. Yeah, it would have definitely only Tastes one of those better. will fill you up. Um, yeah, it's uh, nothing culinary, but just just good. And uh, sleep. I will tell you this, my brother. I was with him. I uh, saw the family in Kentucky, and I said, "What'd you get your uh, wife for uh, Valentine's Day?" <laughs> He said, Tyler, she's got a roof over her head. And uh, I said, wow. And, Swoon. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said, uh, <laughs> and so I feel like there's a mix. Like you want to meet the middle ground of kind of your experience and what my brother, uh, <laughs> kind of his romantic uh, romantic ideas. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, Valentine's Day is, um, there's a lot of pressure for a lot of people. But hey, man, um, I don't know, sleep. It's, it's a tough one for us, dude. So here's what I did, because I'm 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 not too not too good at it, to be honest with you. Not not the Valentine's Day. I mean, just anything in general. Um, Mary gets on me all the time for not making plans and forgetting the plans that she made that I said okay to. So like here I am. It's like three weeks ago, and I'm like, bam, I'm on it. Like it just hit me, and I was like, I'm gonna do it while I'm thinking about it. So I called and I made a dinner reservation and I'm like, and this place is, you know, it's not cheap. So I was like, all right, man, I did it. She had never eaten there. We have this list of places that one or the other of us haven't ever eaten. And she's usually 99% of the time, she's the one that makes the reservation for one of those places. And we go there and I just tag along. I don't like, I like having a plan, just don't like making one. So me making the plan and the effort was like, boom, primo. So also old sleep dog sold his car. So I don't even have a car, dude. And so she's got to pick me up after, after work and take us there. And um, I hop in the car and dude, she's got a present between in the floorboard. She's got a present in the back seat and she's got two Valentine's day cards. And all I had (laughs) was dinner reservation. And so I had to tell her, man, I'd like, I meant to go out and get her something earlier, like a card at least. And um, yeah, I did none of the above and and she still, uh, she was to her credit, man, she was totally cool with it. True love right there. I got I probably didn't got many of those uh just haphazard efforts left, but we went to dinner, had a great time, and uh and I got this sign. You can't see us. This is welcome to the nest, man. That's where we're gonna hang in the new the new studio. Oh man, that's sick. Yeah. So anyway, happy Valentine's Day, belated to all you folks out there. Uh fact checker, you'll get yours. Super Bowl, dude. Valentine's got, Day day after Super Bowl. You guys I got one question, sleep. Yeah. So is Valentine's Day just for your significant other, or is it for your mom? And I see a lot of people doing it for their daughter, so I'm a little confused here. Well, because um, I did get my mom flowers, and you know, I got them, you know, towards the end of the Valentine's Day, <laughs> towards the end of the day <laughs> with my brother. Hey, that's we when they the price down, and uh, <laughs> you get candy for damn next to nothing right yeah, now. And so, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I was curious about that. What are your thoughts? Well, on that? my mom sent me a text message that said Happy Valentine's Day, but she didn't send me a card that said Happy Valentine's Day and had like twenty bucks in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, to me, Valentine's day is, is just weird. I mean, what's the point? Um, but you know, I, I think, um, you know, ladies, ladies tend to love, love Valentine's day. And it's like the one day where they expect us to make an effort, a minimal effort generally is all they expect or all they not expect of us, but expect to get from us. The one day I will question that, uh, with everything I have, uh, <laughs> To my name, I would. I would. <laughs> I'm trying to stay out of the hot seat here, if, in case you can't tell at home. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, truth. Truth is, I'm. I'm. I'm with you. Um, 
Yeah, it's 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 the one day that the damn those expectations. I mean, we're like we're basically standing on the stage and everybody's looking at us and light shining in our eyes. It's like you can't mess that one up because everybody knows. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was um yeah it was it was something. So and the candy always is like it's, it's like garbage. Remember when you were but remember when you were a kid in like elementary school? I don't know if it's like this for you, but when I was a kid, dude. Valentine's Day was it. You know, it wasn't even like. Because you just got candy and everybody got those little like pieces of paper and they were like whatever a cartoon was, you know, it was a time that you pick out the Valentine's with your with your your mom or dad or whatever and they mm-hmm. take you to the store and you get all that stuff and then you show up at school and just grub out on like <laughs> sugar. I uh, never think that to your older, like how the teachers must feel about dealing with that shit all day. Kids eating, uh, you know, hearts made out of like pressed sugar um all day long breakfast lunch and dinner and uh and then showing up in your classroom ready to rage so um yeah it's a weird holiday you ask me man it's like you're fresh off christmas so those those presents you know still hadn't even uh-huh. got dust on them yet and bam here you are you gotta gotta pop out the wallet one more time but it's one more good time until i mean you know in my case mary's birthday is the same time as mine which is in december so i got no more gifts to give until mm. hot damn until this time next year mm-hmm. so you know just get it all out of the way um so anyway yeah we um i guess it is i guess it is it's this is a lover's holiday whoever you love just don't get weird with it um the <laughs> <laughs> super bowl like was weird in that it was very highly anticipated it was highly viewed mentioned at the top 112 million people apparently watched this thing commercials halftime show there was some no calls there was some weird play calls and like at the end of the day the game was good but i don't know man it wasn't like all that memorable to me i was pretty stressed out because i wanted my joe burrow rookie card to perform well on ebay and and did not so what'd you think of the super bowl well the halftime show i had to explain to my mom who everybody was uh, she, uh, I don't know if she really liked the performance. Um, you know, I thought it was cool. Um, but I thought the game was really good. Um, I, I seriously thought Joe Burrow may have did something bad scared, to his yeah. knee. Um, and I know that would have really just, you should have just taken your card and just burned Set it. it on fire. Um, but no, the Super Bowl, the actual game was great. I thought it was a really good game. I thought the Bengals, uh, not, you know, going for a pass play with fourth and one late in the game uh, in the fourth quarter, I thought that was a little suspect. Um, but and early in the, you said late in the game. I thought they went late in the game. They went early in the game too. Yeah, and it was like at the fifty yard line when the Rams scored their first touchdown. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't picking up what they were putting down there. I mean, it's a Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, and we're honestly for talking about it. I thought the Rams would win before, uh, even though I probably said I was pulling for the Bengals. I'm not. I don't know, but I thought the Rams would win before. You know, the Rams. The Rams are probably a super team, and everyone's hyping up Matthew Stafford. And now I even hear people talking about he's a Hall of Famer, which I even laugh at. Uh, now, I mean, let's let's calm down a little bit. You know, sleep. I. I didn't think the Bengals had an answer for uh, the Rams' D-line. I thought Darnold was a huge impact. And we knew he was going to be an impact before the game, but uh, you got to protect Joe Burrow better than that. And I think that's something that the Bengals are you know, missing to really uh, put their team together. But overall, in the Super Bowl, I thought it was a heck of a game. The Rams played well. Uh, I was pulling for Darnold to get the MVP of the game, but Cooper Cup made some unbelievable plays late and uh, deserves it. 
Yeah, I. It's funny you say that about Stafford. I was watching or reading some stuff right before we got on about Richard Sherman talked shit about Stafford being a Hall of Famer, and 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 it's interesting, man, because you win a Super Bowl and it changes a lot of things. Like we're, we're laughing about the Joe Burrow rookie card. Um, old Sleep Dog is in, all in on the on the on the sports card trading card renaissance i bought a joe burrow rookie card before i think i talked about this last pod maybe mm-hmm. maybe not no you and, did and i was just like dying for him to win so the thing would sell for a fortune and he didn't and it didn't and the guy that bought it the one that still hasn't paid for it um, um but yeah it was like um i forget what the point was in that but but stafford is like uh, weird you know um I don't know. I don't know if he's Hall of Famer. I don't. I mean, you win no, a Super no, Bowl. No, he's not. He's I, not. He's not. I don't think he is at all. I think he's good. I think he's a. I mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers level. I mean, they've both won one Super Bowl, uh, but Aaron Rodgers is a whole different level. I mean, he's clear cut Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. I mean, Rodgers definitely is. But you got to figure out where you know what I'm trying to figure out is where Stafford ranks um, all time among quarterbacks statistically. And I would imagine that is pretty high. Like Sherman's point in the comments I was reading was is a pass happy league. Um, okay, fine. But everybody else plays in a pass happy era. He plays for the Lions, who are god awful. The only player he's ever had to throw to is Calvin Johnson. And the Lions were were made the playoffs three times and they're not a good team. So I mean, I don't know, dude. I think the one time, this is what's interesting to me. You make a good argument. Is the one time he was on a team that was worth a shit, he won the Super Bowl. Um, and three times he was on a team that wasn't worth a shit and they made the playoffs and they never won a playoff. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Hard sell if you can't win a playoff game and expect him to uh, be in the Hall of Fame. But my my thing that I would be really curious to see, and I, I'll try to pull it up um, while we're here, is just seeing where he ranks statistically um, in, all, in all the major categories. I'm sure it's got to be up close in like the top 10, but I guess, yeah, if, 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 you know, you put a gun to my head and ask me, is he a hall of famer? I guess I'd have to say no right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the real question to me is, is Aaron Darnold going to retire? And, uh, if he comes back and I think the Rams kind of stay together, I think they could run it back. Um, but the other question I have, what happened to Odell Odell Beckham? Did he tear his other ACL? I don't what? think they announced it. At, <clears throat> it didn't, um, it didn't seem good. Uh, he obviously didn't play the rest of the game, but um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't look good. Sorry, I'm pulling up here. I'm, I pull up all time passing leaders, and there's every quarterback you would think is there, and 12th all time, Matt Stafford. Um, so I mean, dude, you've got Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre, Roethlisberger, Rivers. Rivers is an interesting case to me. Like I don't think Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Um, Dan Marino. Matt Ryan isn't a Hall of Famer either. Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, John Elway, Matt Stafford. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Rivers and and Matt Ryan are ahead of him all time. Matt Ryan's won an MVP, though. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl and lost it. Um, I don't know how old Stafford is. He's got to be 30, what, two? He's got Four. some 34. What is he? I don't know. Oh. 34 and eight days. So, you know, you got to figure he's got three or four like real solid years left. And if the Rams, you know, he, put it this way, he could put it to bed if they keep going to the playoffs and get into, you know, that's the thing about Rodgers is he's only won one Super Bowl, but he's been to the damn NFC championship like every single year. And not, not and he's got the statistics. That's, so Stafford's really got the statistics. He's got the Super Bowl. Now he just needs like while he can cash in on some 
uh, on some playoff appearances, you know, he's got to do it. Yeah, and Sleep, you make a great point. Hey, he's not retiring, so he can come back here and go to the Super Bowl again, win it, and then kind of verify it, then come on, come out here and talk a lot of uh, shit to the media. The other thing, uh, Sleep, is I just looked it up. Odell tore his ACL. Damn, so. he did tear it. That ain't yeah. good. Nope, that's not good. Uh, be interesting to see what happens there if he can even play next year. But uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, he's he's had uh, had some injuries, uh, and you know, yeah, you hate to see it. I mean, he's obviously he's a pretty outspoken, dude. But um, he's a damn good player, and when he's on the field, things look look a lot easier. Definitely, um, you could tell that he wasn't on the field in the second half when he got hurt. And um, you know, the the craziest thing I don't know if you saw this. But on the last play where they sacked Joe Burrow to end the game on fourth and one, did you see that Jamar Chase had beaten Jalen Ramsey? Like Jalen Ramsey had fallen down and Jamar Chase like had had a step on him. And Mm-mm. if Burrow all if all Burrow had to do was have like one more second to throw the ball and they'd have won the Super Bowl. Mm. Um it, you know, and that was that was the hard part. It'll be interesting to see how Burrow gets viewed because dude, if I'm the if I am the Bengals. I don't know how many draft picks I have next year, but I am literally like a like a like a Chick Fil A taking job applications for for offensive linemen. I mean, I want a line out my door. I am literally not sending anyone to camp to do anything other than review offensive linemen because they got it. I mean, they got to the Super Bowl, and if if Burrow could stand up and pass the ball on on half of their possessions, they would beat everybody. They would go undefeated. Yeah. I mean, it, it was amazing that they got as far as they did, considering how much he had to run for his life. And you said it, man. That was scary. I thought he damn – I forgot that he had torn his ACL or whatever yeah. the prior year. And, man, you see him go down, I thought it was – I thought it was over for you, my rookie card. You got to protect somebody like that. Uh, you know, this guy is not – he's not a runner. He's not like one of these, uh, you know, the guy from Baltimore – um, Lamar, yeah, Lamar Jackson, um, you know, this guy is going to be a, you know, a long-term investment. He's going to be a talent for years. So you got to go out in free agency and you got to get some linemen yeah. and you've got to get somebody, in my opinion, that makes better play calls. I don't know who is making those play calls, but I'll tell you this, I don't know a damn thing about football, but I'm not going to make some of those stupid plays late in the game Dude, in the Super Bowl. You put uh, P. Ryan in, who yeah. hasn't been in the game all game, and then you run the ball at Aaron Donald. Yeah, like what the fuck are you doing? And, and also, the other thing is, you know, the player that uh, was wasn't even playing in the game runs out on the field and celebrates a touchdown, Dude. and then they get a unsportsman or whatever penalty. He got an unsportsmanlike <laughs> penalty, and he's not even playing in the game. That would never happen on a disciplined uh, football team. That would never happen under Belichick or something like that. Uh, you've got to get somebody that runs a team just a little bit better. Well, in my that opinion. part was interesting because, in fairness, they were the. I think I saw where Cincinnati was the second least penalized team in the NFL. And even last night, like, or sorry, even even Sunday night, like that dude, that guy, get him out. I mean, you got that guy is. I'm I'm ushering that dude out of the stadium. I'm literally in that guy's ass on TV in front of God and everybody. You can't. You can't do that. I don't care how excited you are. You, dude, this is the Super Bowl. And and as fun as it is and as what an experience as it must be, like you gotta mean business if you're on this team. You're in the Super Bowl. There, there are great players that never got that opportunity. And you're gonna hop around there in your socks and sandals in the damn end zone after you score a touchdown. Like, what are you doing, dude? I I would I would be making headlines because that guy would have got cut on the spot. I don't give a shit who it is. Um 
damn, that ramp threw me off. Oh, but but they and, and even in the game, they only had two penalties, that penalty and one other penalty until the last drive. And one of those penalties, the one that I have the real problem with now, before I get into this, it was very clearly a penalty when T. Higgins pulled Jalen Ramsey's face mask, caught that big touchdown to get things started for the Bengals. So you can't take that away from them. Like if I'm going to bitch about what I'm about to bitch about, I got to bitch about that too. That was a gift, right? They, 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 that, the, that, well, the refs came out and said it wasn't as bad as what the, um, the, the camera angle kind of made it seem. The ref came out and said, I don't regret that call and looked at it. Hmm. In which I thought was, in my mind, I'm looking at it, I was like, wow, how yeah. do you not? He grabbed his face bad. mask. Yeah, Even I, if it's a five, I mean, it might not be a, what is it, the personal foul kind. Even if that's your stance. Nonetheless, uh-huh. it's a face mask. Dude, you touch someone's face mask and it's a penalty. And, dude, I'm, I was rooting for the Bengals because I had a financial stake in the game. So I was happy to see it happen, but it was a bad call. In my opinion, the worst call was the third and goal-ish with a linebacker batted away the pass and they it was before they got the offensive uh, or, or or before dude Eli Apple I'm about to go in on that guy just like everybody else but the linebacker batted down that pass that makes it fourth and goal and 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 you know they have to convert like a, and it, they were like at the 6 or mm-hmm. 7 yard line like that that's not an easy easy conversion and and, and the Bengals win the Super Bowl yeah um <clears throat> Eli Apple it's garbage. I mean, he was getting cooked left and right. That dude is just like in no man's land, and they just exposed him all night. I was complaining about him early in the playoffs to some people. I mean, it's funny to me. He must be like a shit talker because everybody, like the Saints players and the Chiefs players and everybody else was like kind of going in on him, and I thought that was a little surprising considering like you know those guys weren't in the Super Bowl. Um, but apparently he must be a guy that nobody likes, and, and dude – he he is the one guy on their defense that was the weak link, and they just exposed him all night. Yeah, you know, with Odell going down, um, you thought you could have put a little more coverage on Cooper Cup, um, but uh, Claire's probably Claire, a good idea. Yeah, I mean, he's the best receiver in the game, if not one of the best. You know, he's arguably one of the best ever now. I would say. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's he's the best in the game. Is one of like, his historic season. I mean that he just had, and um, and know. no one really talks about that. I haven't heard him talked about much, to be honest with you. All this other Matthew Stafford and then Odell and Cooper's kind of he's flown under the radar just yeah. a little bit. My thing about Stafford is Hall of Fame, no Hall of Fame, dude. Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. Oh, no question. Short of about three, four, maybe other quarterbacks in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you'd rather have Mahomes, you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers, you'd probably rather have uh, Josh uh, Josh Allen. Um, you know, you could argue, obviously, I mean, you could argue for sure that you'd rather have Joe Burrow and I'm not talking, take age out of it. I'm not talking about building a team with, I'm talking about win now. Uh, I mean, Burrow was just in there in the game, but you know, you got Russell Wilson, you got Kyler Murray, you got some of these, you got Lamar Jackson, some of these other quarterbacks, like. I think you pick Stafford over damn near everybody. One hundred percent. I take Stafford over Wilson. I take him over Kyler Murray. I take him over Lamar Jackson. I take him over. Um, let's see here. Um, I take him over T- Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Hill Washington Commanders. Matt QB. Jones. Mac um, Jones. I take him over that. Matt. Take Ryan. him over Tannehill. Take him over Matt Ryan. Take yeah. him over Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, take him over whoever they have. Sam Darnold. I take him over. Anybody, any of those guys. I mean, you can't think you got I would take him over Big Ben in in, in recent years. Take him over Dak Prescott. 
you know, somebody's a good quarterback. Jack's so. overrated. Yeah. And so are the Cowboys, <laughs> clearly. Uh, anyway, the uh, the biggest thing before we move on from that was, um, you know, play calls, no calls, whatever, man. I think everything sort of shook out. And last team kind of to have it um, won the game. And, and it was it was a great game. So, uh, the but the halftime show is what everybody's talking about. <laughs> and to your point, it's hilarious how, um, dude, you wake up in the morning. Like, I mean – not even waking up in the from the second it came on TV, Twitter and Instagram ablaze with just iconic memes, dude. And the funniest part to me, and it, the thing about good memes and like really like immediate ones is like you see something on TV and you're like, what? And then everybody starts talking about it and you for a, for a few minutes you're like thinking that you're the only one that is like mm-hmm. is that fucking 50 cent hanging upside down he wasn't even supposed to be a part of this and damn he's put on some weight and then boom everybody is like making these me do the memes about 50 cent like me trying to like they have him hanging upside down it's talking about me trying to plug in my phone without getting out of the bed and dude they're so funny man i thought his thing was was wild to me because nobody said anything about him. And then there he is, just hanging upside down, of all things. Um, I don't know. Dude, I was talking shit about the halftime show prior. I said they always suck and I, I kind of look dumb because this one was cool, man. I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I thought you could see the energy and you know, they had some great ones up there. I'm a big fan of Dre. I'm a big fan of him and him too. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. Um yeah, everything about it I liked. Yeah. So anyway, Snoop Dogg, what a what a what a G. Uh I love the fan the 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 memes too about just old boomers talking about how <laughs> awful it must be. So uh but yeah, we're officially at that age, everybody. Chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you're right there with us. Uh you start seeing that stuff on TV and you gotta explain to your parents why it's okay and you gotta explain to your kids who the hell those people are. Um, but that's just just how it goes. But it was a great show, great game, great season, great playoffs. Uh, not so great from a Joe Burrow rookie card. So, uh, John, whatever your name is out there that won my um, card, if you don't pay for it, I'll be cool with that. Uh, UNC, dude, we got our asses kicked against Duke. Then we turned around and, and really staved off a tough win at Clemson. Mm-hmm. And then we just throttled Florida State. Yeah. Like, who is this team, dude? I, it, they're so confusing perplexing to me like sometimes they look like you know a top 25 team capable of you know a run sweet 16 type uh sometimes they look like old sleep dog might be a better idea so what did you watch the clemson game what'd you think of i it? did but it's been so long ago that i yeah. pretty much forgot about well i'll it. start about it You know me, Sleep. I hate I hate the term must wins um, because, you know, if we lose, what happens? Do we quit? But this is about <laughs> as uh, close to a must win as as I feel like we could uh, could have because the Duke beating or massacre, uh, whatever you want to describe it, <laughs> shit show. Um, I like massacre. Massacre, okay. Well, we go to Clemson, and this is a team that – 
has really uh, they haven't taken the show on the road, and we talked about it. Sleep, good teams take the show on the road, and you know we just need to be able to play well when in, we're not comfortable in tough environments to really be the team we want. And also, there's a lot of talk about this team trying to make a resume for the tournament at this point, and any win is a uh, is important. But I will say the one thing I like about this is we closed a close game. Mm-hmm. It did show that we uh, put our heads down and we, you know, when times were tough, we came out and we won. I think Armando got in foul trouble. Um, not sure when he fouled out. But Clemson has a kid, Hall, who is really good. Yep. And I was extremely impressed with him. And there's one thing that happened in this game. And there's a player for us, Don Trez, yeah. okay, who hasn't really gotten, I will say, a lot of meaningful minutes where, you know, you know, it's not towards the end of the game. Not that those minutes don't count, but uh, we're going when the game's, you know, you know, still going on. And he had a huge impact. And what I liked about him, and it won't show up in the stat sheet, uh, his energy was off the charts, his effort, his blue-collar hustle, all these things that these winning plays that we talk about that kind of go unnoticed that meet the eye test he brought. And I like that we lack energy. I don't care if it's at, you know, home or away. We need energy for this team. This team needs to play with better energy. And uh, I thought he came out there and competed. It showed that he was hungry for minutes and I really liked his effort. I don't care if he made mistakes. Yep. Uh, we talk about it. If you make mistakes and you're playing hard and you're trying to do the right thing, that's perfectly okay. If you're trying to help the team, that's fine. Uh, And, you know, I just like what he's about. And I think he's going to be a player that's going to develop. And uh, next year, hopefully, if he's, you know, he's on this team, I'm not making any, you just never know in college. I I think he's going to be a big time player at some point. Uh, But it was a big win for us on the road at Clemson. Not an easy place to play. Um, and we pulled it out, sleep, and uh, I'll just go over the stats. Uh, 14 assists, 11 turnovers, not great. You know, we did we did enough just to win, you know, basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think um, I think you got a little crossed up there. That was, that was Clemson with the assist to turnover. We had 17, and the only reason I know this is because I'm staring at it. So um, <laughs> we had 17 assists, 13 turnovers. Again, kind of kind of pedestrian. We out-rebounded, you know, and, and, and we shot well. Uh, from the field at 50%. They shot great from the line, 19 out of 21. Um, biggest thing, and shot pretty well from three, the biggest thing that jumps off at me is we had seven points off the bench. They all came from Kerwin Walton. That that rotation with Harris out, and now that um, Garcia's done, um, you know, you got five starters logging 32-plus minutes, and you got not much coming off the bench. So to your point, I think Styles, I think Walton, I think McCoy, I think Puff, you know, all these guys, somebody's going to have, and this becomes the time when like mm-hmm. somebody's got to step up any given night. We ain't asking, you know, Kerwin mm-hmm. Walton to come out here and turn into Wayne Ellington every night. But maybe one night it'd be good, right? Uh, you know, Styles and Puff and these guys like, and and these guys can come out and get some, like you said, get some meaningful minutes, have mm-hmm. have some positive contributions, and get their confidence up because yep. they're they're here because they can play here. Yep. Um. And so you know, and I think what we're gonna segue to is you saw that in the Florida State game, where you know we really had it had it clicking, and um, you know, a couple of those guys, you know, made 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 even more substantive kind of contributions. Yeah, sleep. You know, you said something, Kerwin Walton. Uh, who everyone that watched us play last year, we thought he was going to be an impact player this year. 
he's finally starting to get his stride just a little bit, and he's going to be a big factor for us. Yeah. If he can come on and kind of you know light it up and become one of those outside shooters that we need, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to open up things for Armando, and it's going to you know draw teams out. They're not going to be able to play that saggy zone and kind of lock down and just kind of push everything inside uh, to guard Mondo. Uh, that's going to be big, uh, but we'll jump right into it. Florida State, Florida State, in my opinion, was an absolute no-show, yeah. and I'm not sure what their program's going through or the direction they're headed, uh, but they didn't come out and compete. Uh, we blew them off. It was like, tw- I'm not sure what it's it was like. 20, it was 18 to nothing and then 24 to 1, and we were up 62 to 24 at halftime. Yeah, I mean, that's embarrassing if you're a Florida State, and I've never been a big Florida State fan. I will just say... Uh, we saw Dontrez come in, and he had uh, eight points and four rebounds in 16 minutes. To me, that's that's big time for a mm-hmm. freshman. Uh, that's coming in. I like his size. I like his athleticism, and he's an extremely strong player. I played against him in the summer. I think he's going to be big, like I just said, uh, not to put him in uh, Springfield just yet. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when I do look at this game, though, if I'm being, you know, hypercritical, they beat us in the second half, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was 50- handily. I mean, yeah. they beat us by 18 in the second half. So Sutton won clicking in the first half. They didn't get it really going. We had a jump, but they beat us in the second half. I'm being hypercritical. Uh, and I think we had 22 assists to 16 turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16 turnovers. That's a lot. Um, it is. I think some of those came very late. I did notice when they, when they called off the dogs, um, I mean, hell, dude, they had – three or four turnovers in the last minute of the game. It was like, bro, can we even like, uh, it was, it was like funny to watch because I mean, these dudes were out there just like getting manhandled, but everybody, dude, if they're in the game, you know, it's, uh, it's a good problem to have. I mean, we got a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of valuable minutes there. Kerwin, Dontrez, Puff, 16, 16 and 11 minutes respectively, uh, nine, eight and five points. Respectively, so they got you know I think some important minutes logged, um, you know because like we just said those those starters are going to be expected to carry yeah. a heavy load when you got two rotational guys that are gone now. Yeah, and one other thing, sleep. I'd like to get some fucking biscuits at some point. God, I mean bless. Jesus we only Christ. Had it once, yeah, can we get that thing? Just six more points. I don't care. Call the dogs back in. People <laughs> want some damn biscuits. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, you just got to go out there and just let it rain. I mean, yeah. these kids coming in one minute, you got one job. All right. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Ferris, McAdoo, Watkins, Landry, Lebo. But you touch the ball, shoot the ball. I remember when I was playing high school basketball, if I touched the ball, all these people making noise, I used to hear one thing, and that was my mom screaming at the top of her lungs <laughs> shoot it every single time, dude. And like, I mean, dude, that's, you just got to do it. Fire but, it. Of course, man. They, uh, Whatever, man. Anytime you're in the 90s, you know, anytime you got a shot at it, anytime you can smell the biscuits, it's usually, you know, good time to be alive. But good win on the road. We said it earlier. We said it, we said it last time after the Duke debacle. We had a bunch of damn nobodies that we got to be favored to win every single game. Started with Clemson, Florida State. We got Pitt tonight, if you're listening, 8 o'clock at home. We got Virginia Tech Saturday on the road. We got Louisville, who we already beat mm-hmm. in a close one, at home. We got NC State, who if we can't beat them, we we might as well forget it's it. It's a rival, though. It's a rival, but damn. I mean, you got to show up, man. Yeah, you got to show up. It's at State. Um, so I'm sure there are going to be a lot of, um, you know, uh, tractors outside, and then we got uh, Syracuse. They suck bad, and uh, 
yeah, they suck bad. And then you got Duke on the road, case case finale. I mean, you you got to win every single one of those games and leading into Duke. And then again, like we said, that's seven eight games. I think it's seven games in a row. And here you are. All that talk, all that chatter is gone, and you got one shot to 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 dial back to to our halftime show here, just Eminem style, right? Just go mm-hmm. kick their ass, and yeah. then then go in the ACC tournament, win a couple games, and now boom, you're a seven eight seed in the tournament, and everything's forgotten, and you make a little run here, and everybody's happy. Yeah, sleep, and this is getting to the you know, the later part of the season and really good teams are starting to find their stride. This is where you want to peak. And I talked about this early. You don't want to peak, you know, in the beginning of the season, you want to be one of those teams that is super talented and guys are really gelling on defense. You know, everything's like a string. Everybody's on the same page. And this team, I I don't know if we're getting there, but I can see some guys starting to step up. And, you know, especially in our bench, Mm -hmm. and I think that's going to be kind of the key. Everyone talks about, you know, our X factors are going to be some of our starters. Do they show up or not? You know, here's our X factor. Do we have somebody that comes in and plays to compete and brings energy? And if I think we have that, I think we're going to be a good team. I, I don't think it's about rotations. I don't think it's about schemes. I think it's about playing with the mentality. And I think that's one thing that this team, you know, is going to be, to me, if you ask me, what's the one thing? they need to do to have a successful ending is have a better mentality every single game come out there to win every single game i don't care who you're playing compete yeah and i think you know you you, you hit it on the head you, this is this is when you got to get it together and you start um you know you start nothing else really matters man you're playing for march you're playing for the tournament um and nobody knows what the hell they're talking about i was just looking here it says on i'm watching espn following the uh you know some of the headlines, and and thing that kills me is we're we're game out of first place in the mm-hmm. ACC, and before the Florida State game, this is not the Clemson game. Before the Florida State game, we were one of Joe Lenardi's last four in, and and guys, I promise I'm not being a homer for Carolina here. We have had you know an up and down season, and one thing our schedule doesn't have a lot of is signature wins. We beat Michigan, and that's about it, right? So I'm not complaining that you know we we ain't up near the top of the. The rankings, I say we should be in the top 25 and we get to just smoked like twice in a row. So look, <laughs> but but we're on the bubble. We're a game out of first place in the ACC. And then now I'm looking at this thing. It says Virginia Tech joins the bubble. Well, G- Virginia Tech is 8 and 7 and 16 and 10. Like, dude, I want Joe Lenardi's job. Joe Lenardi's job is about as good as being the fucking weatherman. Because mm-hmm. you ain't got to get shit right. You just keep saying stuff, make people talk. He has no idea uh, who's going to get get selected where. And if you think that Carolina's going to finish in the top five or maybe even six in the ACC, even in like one of the worst years ACC's mm-hmm. had in a long time and be on the bubble, you're crazy. It just yeah. doesn't – it's not yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, sleep. And you make a great point. Uh, a lot of these, these so-called experts – what they are is, you know, someone says something that is like, does their research and they really look into it and follows college basketball. Then all of a sudden, everyone else just repeats the same yeah. thing. And it's just mind blowing that, you know, they can overlook that, hey, we're one game out of first place in ACC, but we're out of the bubble. You're going to tell me only one team's going to make the, the, yeah. you know, going to make the tournament from the ACC, the best basketball conference uh, in college. It's, it's, it's laughable. And um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, I saw this. I'm I'm interested to see how like the NIL Mm -hmm. and the transfer portal kind of impacts the end of the year for some of these, you know, these teams where these guys, you know, these, 
these big time schools. Dude, that's a good point. They're going to have these kids who probably haven't played as much as they wanted to. Anytime you recruit somebody and you're from a, you know, you're a top recruit and you go to these big time schools, you you're expecting big minutes and you're just not getting them. And I'm seeing if they transfer and that kind of like messes with the chemistry. And good teams will find a way. That's the one thing I don't like about this transfer portal. Well, there's many, but one big thing is, you know, it teaches kids just to kind of jump ship. Yeah. And I think, okay, if you don't like your situation, let's do this thing after the season when Mm -hmm. the dust settles Mm -hmm. and your emotions are out of it. And you just don't say, nah, F you to your teammates, your coaches, and your school. And also, I have a problem with – you know, this isn't just basketball. This is other. Yeah. I mean, this goes to football and the way Notre Dame's uh, coach left and just kind of left them in the dust. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I would have a hard time if I'm uh, getting recruited by that coach to go to his school because he just did that to Notre Dame. What's in? What's that to do that to LSU now? Right. Uh, but I don't like that in the transfer portal. So I'm going to see uh, see if anything like this pans out. But this is a time to put your ego aside and kind of you know work for something that's more uh, than more important than yourself yeah and on one hand you you always want what's good for the kids because they've been i mean you know this dude is they've been just under undercompensated isn't even the right word you know what i'm saying so you you want them to have that freedom Mm -hmm. right but you got to juxtapose that against um man you're young you have a ton of emotions dude i even saw it in freaking junior college baseball right it exists across the board doesn't matter that you go to unc or duke or wherever Mm -hmm. like somebody on that team thinks they should be playing more and it's a hard thing when you're a kid to like sort of rationalize that because you don't have all this worldly experience to understand that there's a way out of it through sort of grit and determination. And you have to sort of eventually look yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, all right, maybe I am getting dealt a bad hand, but there's a different way way through it rather than just to, to jump. And and sometimes those decisions are the right ones yeah. for, for, for a player. So it's hard to just paint with a broad brush. I'm with you though. And it's really interesting. You bring a good point up about the NIL is <clears throat> let's say now – this is what's fascinating to me. Say you got some guy on Florida State, for example. I'm just using Florida State as an example, not to pick on those guys. Um, you know, they had Scotty Barnes was there last year. I mean, he's one of the best rookies in the NBA. And um, so say they got a guy there that, that this season has just like gotten sideways and they're like, damn, I didn't sign up. They got the kid at NC State, right? I mean, he's a great, great scorer, great player. They're three and twelve. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got somebody else at some other school. I mean, there's a lot of schools with a lot of money that aren't like blue bloods. And, uh, you know, some guy owns a car dealership now and is like, hey, man, you want to, uh, you know, you want $1,000 a month to be, uh, you know, for an NIL deal? It's like sort of an unsp- – I'm sure there's rules against it, right? But now the tampering can go beyond – this is why <laughs> why this is such a half-assed approach to the NCAA letting the NIL thing go – is like now, you know – Sleep Hawk Worldwide, we'll go uh, sponsor, you know, somebody good, try to get them to come to UNC. I'll be interested to see how the portal works out and whether, if and when, any influence in some of the more marquee transfers comes from, you know, any types of NIL. Yeah, I I agree with you, Sleep. And as we're starting to make that transition from football, it becomes a lot of on – the NBA now, and you know we're we're approaching March Madness, a great time of the year. One of my favorite times is um, Sleep Hawk Worldwide. We have a vote on 
coach of the year, player of the year, and all these things. So hit us up in the DMs and let us know who you think should be coach of the year. Um, it's going to be interesting. That guy at Arizona is making a big time. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they're having a great year. I think uh, Painter from Purdue is doing really well. Yep. And I hate to say it, I'm not the biggest Bruce Pearl fan, but at Auburn, what he's done yeah, can't is, argue with it, dude. is unbelievable. It's hard to, you know, you got to put your emotions aside and look at numbers. And I think he's doing an unbelievable job um, dude, as well. Did you see Kessler that triple-double the other day with 12 blocks? Listen, a lot of things got skewed from our show, but we thought Kessler could be one yeah. of the all-time best players ever played at Carolina. And, you know, his draft stock is going to be wazoo when yeah. people actually actually see what he's capable of doing. And that's not a knock on anybody for not getting Kessler to stay at UNC. Uh, you know, if Kessler stayed at UNC, we'd pull for him. We're pulling for him. We want the best for him because we think he's a we think he's a great kid. Yeah, he's and uh, we, you know, that's not how we move, but we're pulling for Kessler and we like to see him uh if he's happy and doing his thing, we like to see that. And uh you know, we wish it was for us, but no, hey, he's doing a he's doing a great job. Yeah, if the heels shit the bed and we're not in, you know, we're not in a tournament late in Auburn is, I'm pulling for that guy to win. Um anybody but Duke ABD. Um <clears throat> yeah, so we'll see. You know, we got to, we'll see how things shake out against Pitt. VT is is apparently they just joined the bubble and we gotta go down there. Castle is never Castle Cassell, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> Looks like a damn uh, greenhouse, but damn if they don't pack them in there. It's a great place to play. Um so it's the middle of nowhere. It is Definitely in the middle of nowhere. There is a banjo. You hear the banjo music, and then you go past that. You don't hear it anymore. I mean, it's so far in the middle of nowhere. A bunch of cows and stuff. It's the NC State of Virginia. So uh, <laughs> anyway, man, there's there's a lot going on, a lot to look forward to. Um, I'm trying to decide, Big Hawk, do we want to get in this? Real quick, man, this James Harden, Ben Simmons, I'm really interested to – we're going to mm-hmm. run a little longer. So we've been, we've been really like cutting it short, I think, mm-hmm. and I think we're just getting better at this, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe people are like, dude, y'all can shut up now. I'm good. <laughs> um, but we'll run a little longer. And, and the Ben Simmons, James Harden thing in the NBA uh, is a really interesting situation to me because there's all these mm-hmm. other factors you got. Embiid kind of talking shit about Simmons. You got Harden, the thing with Durant and and LeBron picking the all-star teams and like they pick Harden last. And then you got the whole Kyrie thing. And can you blame James Harden for wanting to deal with that shit? And like now it's really kind of interesting to me because you got Harden and you got, and I'm really, really interested in, and I don't like the way Ben Simmons has done it. I don't either. But I think, I think Philly, I think, I don't. I'm going to say it this way. I don't agree, but I understand with how he dealt with it. Um, I don't agree at all. I understand to a point. I'm interested to see him play um, in Brooklyn, uh, and I think the James Harden thing. It, it's just an interesting thing on so many levels, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on what you thought of that trade. It's probably the biggest biggest trade that's gone down in quite some time in the NBA. Honestly, I was I was kind of floored that. Uh the Nets would trade Harden for Ben Simmons. And I know there were some more pieces mixed up in there, Paul Millsap, but I think he just turned 37 the other day. Um, like he's 87. <laughs> he's a good player. He, he was a good a player. player man. And he'll probably give some minutes, but he's he's ancient at this point. Um, I, I will say Ben Simmons, what I don't like about this, this whole Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons, what is wrong with him calling Doc and kind of working that out? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I'm sure Doc has tried to reach out to him. Um, that That's my whole problem. And him writing it off as mental illness, if he really was dealing with a mental illness, uh, then that's a different story and you just blocked me out. But I will say this, 
it's hard to play when your fans boo you, and it's hard to play when your coach doesn't support you. Now, whether you tried to, um, you know, whether your approach wasn't right, or you tried to just change those things, or uh, whatever you did, in my opinion, wasn't the best way to go about it. Uh, I think Ben Simmons is a hell of a player. I think he's a very good player. But I don't think it's because he works on his game and he's committed to the game. Uh, I think it's because he's naturally gifted and he has the ability. He's one of the most athletically gifted people. And uh, I think that's why he's such a good basketball player. I don't think it's anything that he's put in work and really worked for. And that's my whole problem for it. And he's kind of, in my opinion, I don't know, he hasn't had the, the most success in playoffs. And I'm curious to see how it's going to work because he is on a team where he doesn't need to score. Uh, they want him for his defense. And he's a really good passer and he can make his passes and kind of, you know, do his thing from that position. But, you know, what I'm interested to see what kind of effect this has to other stars in the NBA. Is this going to be another thing where NBA stars are going to say, I have a mental illness? Because we know this is in the contract. You don't have to play if you claim mental illness. Right. And I'm curious to see if other stars now are just going to be, I have a mental illness. Until you trade me, I'm not playing. And I don't like that aspect. I do not like seeing stars not playing in the NBA because as a spectator and someone who loves the sport, I want to see them play. And they're getting paid all this money. They're getting, They're making a ton of money to play, not to just sit out. And that's the one thing. I think it's on – I think it's the NBA and the players. I'm not mm-hmm. just putting everything on the player. Um, I'm just curious to see how this develops. But I think I think this helps the Nets for sure. I'm not. I'm going to be interested to see how it really helps uh, Philly. Um, but I think it definitely helps. Yeah, it's interesting. The Simmons thing is interesting to me because I think it all kind of started where he, he he had a bad run with the in the last playoff series. Everybody piled on him. And then Doc Rivers, in my opinion, the reason why I kind of get where he's coming from, and I agree with a lot of what you said, but like it's almost like Doc started it, right? You got to have your players back, and he threw him under the bus, like just trashed him. And that's got to be a shitty feeling. And, and the thing about it is, is, is I'm just looking, you know, as you go, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking up some, you know, things about Simmons. Simmons is freaking 25 years old. I mean, he's, um, he'll be 26 later this year. Uh, usually that's what happens when you're 25. You'll be 26 <laughs> later. Um, but uh, you know, I I just it'll be really interesting. I mean, you got KD. It's in, to me, it's like you got two Kevin Durant type dudes, right? I don't. I'm, I'm not comparing Ben Simmons to Kevin Durant talent wise, but they're the same build, right? They're supposed they're just supposed to deliver on the same promise. You got Kyrie, um, and and there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of like good role players there in in, in Brooklyn. Like yeah, Cameron Thomas. You got you got Dayroner there. Um, those Joe guys. Harris, and then you got yep. the kid Patty Mills. Yep. Uh, you got the the developing big for uh, the Nets. It's really good. And you have Claxton. Yeah, Claxton. And you have uh, uh, Sharp from UNC. Dayron Sharp. Yeah, Dayron. Um, you got Lamarcus Aldridge. Is yeah. There. I mean, you got. I mean, the Nets are a contender now. Whether they can beat the Bucks is a different story. Um, but the Nets are a contender. Right now in the East, the Bucks are the best team, in my opinion. Yeah. I think Miami's going to be a team, to, uh, and I think Philly's going to be a team. Uh, Boston's kind of getting hot right now, but I don't really consider them all that can, yeah. you know, can, 
you know, They're contender. And, you know, the Knicks can get hot like we saw last year. They have pieces as well. And Thibodeau's a great coach, and we know Thibodeau play, wins in the playoffs, and he can get his team ready. I really like Thibodeau. Yeah, it's wild, dude. The Nets are 1-9 in their last 10. Uh, they are they were literally a house fire. Celtics, meanwhile, won nine out of their last ten. Uh, Hornets fading a little bit, but they're five hundred hanging around. Um, the, hey, the East is strong this year. Yeah, uh, the Bulls are great. Now, hey, the one team I love to watch on here is the Cavs. Yeah, dude, it's, how fun is that? Yo, that is old school bully yeah. big basketball. They got the uh, what's the kid that came from the Bulls? The seven footer, um, Lorenus. Oh, 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 you're talking about uh, Levine. Le- no, Levine uh, Levine still plays for the Bulls. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The yeah, seven-footer yeah, yeah. that can shoot. He's with the Bulls, and they have the kid from USC who's about seven foot. And then they Allen. have Jared Allen. No, the kid that played last year was like a top three pick. Uh, Moberly. Moberly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moberly. And um, then they have Kevin Love. So they go big. And they, they got just some good players, man. Inside. And then they got Rondo kind of, you know, he's going to be... Uh, Ed Davis, dude. I forgot Ed was Dude, Ed Davis yeah. is... Man, he's a great dude. Gosh, we got to yeah. get Ed Davis on our podcast, man. I love Ed. Yeah, um, yeah the Cavs are a fun team. And then um, my my big... Th- my I like watching... my One of my favorite players to watch right now is... Uh, for Philly is, is Tyrese Maxey. So I'm really interested to see... How also someone I have a significant uh, card investment in is is Maxi. So I'm interested to see kind of how he handles, you know, having uh, the the human Dyson and um in James Harden who has never seen a shot he doesn't like except for, um, well I was gonna say a COVID shot. Now he came from uh he came from the Clippers, right? Who Maxi? Yeah. No, I think he was drafted. He was drafted by Sixers. He's a he's a young guy. Um, where did he check him out? He's he's I re- I'm big on him. I really like his game. I said that last. Yeah, I year. think he came out of Kentucky. Um, boy, they don't make it easy to find where the hell these guys are from. He's from Dallas, Texas. I, I'm pretty certain Maxie came out of Kentucky, and uh, he's had a hell of a year. So like this year, he's averaging 17 a game, 50 percent from the floor. Sorry, 47 and a half percent from the floor. Um, shooting almost 40 from three, you know, he's, he's, he's a good player. 86 from the line, uh, five assists a game. I mean, he's, he's really, really playing well. And, um, you know, speaking of young, I mean, he's 21, he'll be 22 later this year. Uh, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so anyway, it really just makes the dynamic interesting. It's, it's also interesting how the Lakers didn't make any moves. I mean, I'm a LeBron guy, so I'm paying attention to that. The Lakers aren't a contender for no, sure. No, absolutely Godly. not. It's so weird to watch them. Um, what do you, you think know. about that? Do you think AD or who do you think's to blame? <clears throat> I mean, I just – I even thought this when they were making a big hullabaloo about getting AD to begin with. It's like AD is a great player, but is he the guy that you can – it's something about big men, dude. They, there's none of them that really – it's not a big man game anymore. And so people get super excited. I mean, dude, Joel Embiid is a monster. I mean, the dude's going out shooting, you know, he's he's probably the favorite to win the MVP right Jokic now. Jokic is pretty good. Jokic is insane. Like, they've got some good big men in the league, but those teams are not the ones at the top of the league. You got the Suns, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Jazz, the Mavericks, the Nuggets. You got to get all the way to the Nuggets. I mean, the Mavs roll out there with fucking Boban in there and damn. 
uh, you know, in the in contention. So like the big guys don't really matter anymore. You go to the Eastern Conference. You mentioned the Cavs, but the Heat, the Bulls. I mean, Bam the Sixers. Adebayo. Yeah, but he's not. I get what yeah, you're it's saying. Like athletic, right? You don't see the like the Shaq or yeah. you know the dominant big man. And yeah. I, I, you know, that's why I like watching the Cavs. I feel like they're bringing a little bit of old school. You could also say Giannis. I don't know what would you classify Giannis. Giannis as. is just like Durant, man. He's just a, an athlete, right? Yeah. I mean, he might he fits in the LeBron James well, Durant category. Durant to me is is very skilled. Yeah, yeah. My guy. Before we get out of here, I'm going to say it now so that it's known. Um, Jonathan Kaminga. If you don't know who this dude is, also a guy that Sleep Dog has quite a card investment on. He's 19. Dude is 19 years old, and he's from – oh, boy, I'm going to butcher this one. He really hasn't played much basketball. Yeah, he's from um, maybe – He's he's he's. I want to say he's Congolese. Do you say? Am I saying that Congolese right? Congolese, man. Don't ask me. <laughs> he's six seven two twenty five. Uh, yeah, d- uh, from Congo, and dude, he's insane. And he's had some highlight reels, but he's averaging eight points, three rebounds a game. The point is, is he's getting minutes with uh, Draymond out, and dude, he is electric. And I think he's going to be the guy. Here's here's what I kind of. One of the reasons I like him is it's like, if you look at what the Warriors have done, clearly they have an eye for talent because they get your sort of guys that, I mean, who the hell knew who Clay Thompson was or, or, or really thought Draymond Green or really thought, you know, to be honest, that a lot of people passed on Steph Curry. Like they just consistently draft guys that produce either in the NBA or within their system. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at guys like, you know, who... I'm trying to think, well, will this person pan out? I mean, might as well just ride with what they got because they clearly uh, are on to something. And I've watched this dude play. And Saturday night, I think it was Saturday. It might have been Friday. Golden State played the Lakers. And Kaminga matched up on LeBron. LeBron had a big game, but Kaminga held his own. And he only really played in the first half. Uh, he didn't really play a lot in the second half. So, But he's a fun player to watch. And anytime I see the Warriors on TV, I mean, it's easy to watch because Steph is on. But uh, Kaminga's another guy to keep your eye on, man. Someday we're going to be talking about that dude in the same way we talk about, uh, I think, great players, to be honest with you. Well, the Warriors have a lot of talent. They have the Bell kid who's really having yep. a good year. And then you look at the, you know, James Wiseman, who was like yeah. a top three pick seven two a couple years ago, uh, who I think could end up being like KG when it's all said and done. Huh. Um, they have a lot of talent. Then they have Clay, Steph, mm-hmm. Draymond, Bell, who's having yep. a good year, Ooh. and Looney. Uh, yeah, Looney, Looney. I mean, they're all. I mean, they're role all good players. role, good yeah. role players. They fit but the system. They do have like Kaminga. He could be a star. Uh, Wiseman could be a star. And it seems like that Bell kid is kind of making his way towards uh, edging that. And what I really like about the Warriors is they're like, I think Kerr's done a really good job with these guys Mm -hmm. of like getting them to play basketball and make basketball plays. And they do a good way of having their players buy into the system and really work well with each other. Wiggins is a, you know, I mean, Dude, Wiggins he's is a great, all-star. He's all-star, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, this is going to be interesting. The Suns and the Warriors, to me, are really the contenders out of the West. Um, you know, you could see some other teams get hot, but you never know with the Clippers if they get PG back. But we'll see. I mean, it could be interesting. 
Yeah. So anyway, fun fun time. You got hey, why are we focused so much on the NBA? Because that's all we got now. Unless y'all want to talk about fucking baseball, and we know nobody wants to deal with that. Golf's coming. Golf's coming. Golf is here. Damn, we didn't get in the waste management, and now we are going on too long, so we can't really get into that. But the hole in ones, dude, is 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 just. <laughs> Dude, that's officially on my bucket list now. We should have done that for my bachelor party, although I'm not going to stand in line at 6 o'clock, get beer tossed on me, and then have to stand there the rest of the day. Uh, I'm too old for it at this point. But there's some damn, some great content coming out of the waste management. They got I hope they got some medics on staff there getting paid overtime because that place is a zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, got to get your crab cakes, guys. Jimmy's Famous Seafood, they support us. Best way that you can support us is to support them. Go online. They ship the stuff direct to your house. Uh, Try not to make this like a canned approach. It just really is that good, dude. Um, They have other stuff like uh, uh, bisque, I think, some crab bisque. If you don't like crab bisque, there's something wrong with you, not with the crab bisque. The crab cakes are awesome. Uh, They got like shrimp, dude. They'll send them straight to your house. The stuff is awesome. So uh, seriously, it's 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 a, it's a uh, it's a good buy. You need to try it out and let us know what you think. Unbelievable, great meat. Good uh, people, great people. They support Sleep Hawk Worldwide. They support the Heels. What else do you need to know? You got anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs>